Welcome into another edition of Prime Sports World. And this is episode one, or season one, episode one of our NFL 2023 offseason preview segment. Uh, we're going to preview the offseason for every single team in the National Football League. Starting with the team with the first overall pick, near and dear to me and Mr. TJ Hopkins Hart, the Chicago Bears. Uh, but yeah, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as this is uh, season one, episode one. Uh, we're going to do one for every single team in the NFL. Um, we are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitch. We are on Twitter. We are on Prime Sports World. We're bringing you the heat. And if you do happen to miss us live, I will share the link and you can catch us on a bunch of streaming platforms, uh, including Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and then I think the other one is um, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Um, so if you do happen to miss us live, you can catch up with any of those streaming options. Um, so all of those are options for anybody who wants to watch us. I'll share the link to those uh, as well. Uh, but welcome into the show. Uh, TJ, welcome into the show. Um, how are you, buddy? I've been better. Uh, I don't have a car anymore, so there's that. But I had class today, so that's good. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how did your first day of class go? I'm sorry to hear about your car, man. Um just, if, uh, hopefully something works out and you can get yourself another one. Uh, first, uh, you already know how the first day of classes go. You, it's, yeah. you know, syllabus stuff, introductions, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> well, I'm glad at least your first day went well. It makes up for uh, losing your car. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, it, it's, it happens. It's yeah. part of being an adult. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, that is right. true. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears. And uh, yeah, they have the first overall pick for a reason. They were not yep. really good in 2022. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this offseason, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on for the Chicago Bears. Let's take a look at uh, some of their other stuff going on here. Let's talk about draft capital. Uh, they have a lot of picks in this year's draft. Uh, they have their own pick, which is the first overall. They have their own second overall, second round pick. They have number 56 from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, mm -hmm. They have their own 35th own third round pick, own fourth round pick, own fifth round pick. Uh, and then they have an additional fourth from the Eagles, a part of the Roquan Smith trade or not. Uh, uh, Robert, the, Quinn. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. And then they have uh, whatever one of the Ravens picks ends up being lower uh, between 148 and 159. And then they have a seventh round pick as well. Uh, notable free agents, uh, Riley Reef, uh, guard, right tackle, right guard, uh, Nicholas Morrow, who played pretty damn good for the Chicago Bears last season. Uh, Dave Montgomery, obviously, the running back, is a free agent as well. Uh, they're expected to have $1,500 million in cap space. Uh, that's a projection. Uh, their head coach is Matt Everflus, GM is Ryan Poles, and their brand-new team pre president, uh, we snatched him from the Big Ten, Kevin Warner. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about the, all of that as an over overall. What do you think overall, offseason wise? What should the Bears? What should their priorities be? I have the top three priorities. If you were to talk about the top three offseason priorities for the Chicago Bears, and then we can talk about how they should approach each aspect of the offseason. Well, when when you have 115 million dollars in cap space, that can go up to one as high as one 130, right? Obviously, like one of the top priorities is how you spend that and where that where does that go. Obviously, the big one is, you know, everybody's talking about it is get Justin Fields, two things: an offensive line and weapons to get the ball to. Um, there's no telling 
what kind of numbers he would have put up if you don't lose Darnell Mooney when you lost him. And if, I mean, if he had been able to get a whole a whole season with Chase Claypool. And if he got a right, or at least just the 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 games Chase Claypool was here, if he was able to play, like everybody wants to point out that the Bears went like 0-7 since trading for Chase Claypool. He had 10 catches. And like I don't even think he scored a touchdown. I'm like, yeah, okay, he went 0-7. Like we went over seven, but of those seven games Chase Claypool was here, how many of those did he actually play in? Right, like uh, not not that many, but yeah, I mean it's hard to you get traded midseason. Um, Justin Fields didn't even play some of those games down the stretch there. Um, I, I think you know I, I also I, you know giving up a second round pick kind of hurts, but I, I think they're going to be okay um, with you know he's a, he's a he's going to be a good wide receiver for them I think in the future. Right. Um, um, but yeah, they did a true number one. I, I, they DeAndre Hopkins rumor that's been floating around. I, I'm actually, I actually think that's pretty intriguing uh, on the uh, Chicago Bears side. I, I would, I would think about that pretty hard. It's not even, uh, it's not just him. It's him. It's Devontae Adams. Like T Higgins is now. T Higgins rumors are now circulating with being him being linked to Chicago, and it's just like, man, like it is what it is. Like I just these. There are some aspects of the offseason which I just can't stand, and, like, this is one of them. Like, all the speculating, like, oh, they should trade Justin Fields. They should cut this guy. Like, they should do this. I'm like, y'all are couch GM for a reason. And it's just, like, I mean, trading Justin Fields away does not make you a better team next season. Like and they're like, like they would be if they drafted a young quarterback, either CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, they would be in the same scenario next season. And then the next, and now, now, now the new one is trading Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson, who if we do that, that would have to be a sign and trade. And Lamar Jackson literally takes up all the cap space we have. Yep. So we're uh, so guess what that means? Like we're still in the same situation. An offensive line that can't block anybody, a defense that can't defend anyone, and a wide receiving core that ain't worth the screen it's called. All right. So how how does I mean, granted, Lamar Jackson is like he gets Chase Claypool, he gets Darnell Mooney, and and Cole Komet, but that's that's really about it, right? Like yeah. that's that's it. I mean, Jenkins had a, a nice bounce back season in year two, as opposed to what he was in year one. Um, but I think the Bears' top priority, in my opinion, is I know this is moving into the draft stuff. Find a suitor for that first overall pick. I, I'm not. I'm not talking about trading Justin Fields. I think he is the the guy. He's you the put guy. some legitimate stuff around him. I think he can make he can make all of the throws. He can make all of the decisions on the on the football field. He's the guy there. Um, I, I'm not, I'm happy with Justin Fields. He's been he was pretty good so, last season. This is what I love. So like all the folks that are like trade Fields, and then draft Bryce Young, and like it's the people that say I think Bryce Young is better than Fields, and you have to ask them this based on what. Yeah, right, and like, like based on what, like, in what aspect, like, where is Bryce Young better than Justin Fields? Based on what? Because he has the best offensive line in college football. He has all day to throw the ball. You do realize, like, when those guys go pro, they're not taking their college offensive line and college weapons with them to the team that drafts them. <laughs> 100% not. And he's not bringing the offensive line. I mean, none of that stuff's coming with him. I mean, he's going to be coming. all that situation just like what Justin Fields is in right now. So I, I, I like yours. I think my my top priority with 
definitely be the offensive line slash weapons. Um, I think that, that's Trey, probably my number two. I mean, that's got to be number two. So right? like, okay, I mean, okay, okay. So like, like, so like, we're opposites. Like, your number one is my number two, and vice versa. So like, I, then I would go to find the suitor for that number one overall pick because free agency comes first. Am I right? I, I think you get the draft and then free agency. Let me take a look at that though. Um, Cause soon, like season's over in February, right? Season's over in February. Then you guys. Yeah. It's like the first or second week in February. Um, hold on. Cause in the draft in April. March 15th is the start of the league year, uh, which why so yeah, the, the free agency is before the draft. But I, I would I would already have somebody I, I would I would try to get a deal in place way before Bro, I March fifteenth. I'm not doubting that that's um what Ryan Poles is doing. But it all depends on, you know, who gives you the best offer. So like I So here's some like, here's some important dates to keep in mind. Um so February twenty first is the teams the day that teams can designate franchise or transitional players. Uh, March twenty eighth through March sixth is the NFL Scotting Combine. Uh, March seventh is the deadline. The deadline for teams to designate franchise tags. Um, March seventh is the college pro day season, cycle. Right. Uh, and then March 9th through April nineteenth is draft eligible fa- faculty visits to begin. March thirteenth is free agency negotiating period. March fifteenth is the start of the new year. That's when you could sign new free agents. March twenty sixth to the twenty ninth annual league meetings. April seventeenth, uh, teams with returning head coaches may begin off season workout programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 21st deadline for restricted free agents to sign offer sheets. Mm-hmm. April 27th to the 29th is the NFL draft, draft in Kansas City, Missouri. Well, so yeah, I, I, and to your draft point, like a lot of the a, a lot of the mock trades that I've seen are with the Colts, right? So we we go from one to four and. The Colts get their quarterback. We drop down to four. And the only thing I don't like about that is you don't see the, the total list of compensation <laughs> given up. So it's like how right, of this of this quarterback class, if you're the Ravens, Ravens, if you're the um, I mean the Ravens, maybe. <laughs> right, maybe. If you're the if you're the Raiders, sorry, yeah, if you're the Raiders, the Colts, the um, whoever else is in the top 10 that needs a quarterback, how bad do you want a quarterback, right? Like if you're Seattle, you have to first. Are you sure about going into the future with Geno Smith? How much, like how many years are you going to give Geno Smith on this new contract? Well, I I imagine that he will sign a five-year, I I think he's going to make, he'll probably sign a four-year deal worth $120 million. So more than like so you you'll be making thirty million dollars a year next year probably. So it's like yeah, like you, you, those are the questions you gotta ask. Like, are are you sure that Geno Smith is gonna be the guy that you want to hitch that wagon to for the next? So like you said, four years. It may be three years with an. Well, I uh, I imagine there'll be an opt out after season two, after right. after year two. Um, I, I mean, it's all depends on what the language is on deals like that. So. If you're the Cardinals, right? If Kyler Murray don't get his act together, 
Good I mean, they, they just paid him. I, I would be shocked if they if they were if they're I mean, gonna we, and he's gonna happens. he's gonna miss a season. I I would be I would be legitimate shocked if the Cardinals are one of those teams that trades up for a quarterback. Um, we're talking about teams that could potentially trade up for a quarterback. I mean, if they if the Titans didn't like what they saw out of, um, um, Malik Willis, Malik Willis, thank you very much. Um, they could potentially be a target to trade up in this year's draft. Uh, the the New Orleans Saints, oh, they don't have a first round pick, so they'd have to really get. They creative man. to make that work, but well, you already know what you already know uh, what what I said. If I what I would do if I was the Titans, right? I'm not drafting, um, trading for Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, no, I'm trading for Jordan Love. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like just because he's younger, he's not a headache, and yeah, that 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 situation is. We'll get to that situation when we do the Packers. Um, I mean, if you're the New England Patriots, you're not exactly happy with what you've seen out of Mac Jones. Do you want to try to trade up for the first overall pick? That's expensive. I don't know. The Lions, if you're really if you're really enamored with one of these guys in the, in the top of this draft, you have two first-round picks. Washington Commanders is another team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only have the one first-round pick, but if they get enamored with one of these quarterbacks, they could look to move up and try to get one of these guys. Um, the Colts is just the team that makes the most sense. Um, they have the, they, ha- they have the draft capital and they have the players on the roster the Bears would realistically want in some sort of trade for the first overall pick. I mean, you give us Darius Leonard or Shaquille Leonard or um, Quentin Nelson plus a first round pick this year and a first round pick next year. I think that gets it done. If you're the Los Angeles Rams, they don't have a first round pick. I don't think that works. No, um, they don't have any capital. If you are the uh, Carolina Panthers, who's passed on a quarterback last season, and they've kind of fallen into this trap of starting, you know, washed up first round picks uh, at the quarterback position the last couple seasons. Well, or the Jets, gotta... if they if they're a team that wants to move on from Zach Wilson and look to see if they want to maybe move up to the first overall pick. Yeah, it's a lot that could happen. Actually, um, with some of the players that's already here, like you got a David Montgomery. Um, He's shown how valuable he is, like especially in the pass blocking. Like every other running back that we had out there just got annihilated when it came to pass. I think blocking. it also, but it's important to get him at a good number because he is had a couple seasons where he's been on IR at various times during the season, and he has never he has not. I don't think he's played an entire six to seventeen games. Not that that's a bar that anyone goes for anymore. It seems, but. But like he's definitely, like he's definitely a solid running back in in today's NFL. Um, let's see, hold on, Did, has he played a full? Uh, he's played well. Twenty nineteen, he played a full sixteen, fifteen. 13. Was that his rookie so, season? Yeah, that was his rookie season. But he was splitting carries with, um. Because he only played in, uh, he only started eight, but he played in all sixteen. Who do you have in twenty nineteen? Was that Cohen? Was that him and Cohen? Maybe. I don't think Trey Cohen was starting those games though. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, will... yeah, him and him and Trey Cohen like that. Trey Cohen was like him and uh, Trey Cohen was splitting carries and starting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. And then he had his first 1,000-yard rushing season the next year. And then, like I said, 2021, he had 849, but he only played in 13 games, which 
if you do the math, that would have he would have he would have got a thousand that year too. And he only missed one game this season, so I mean he's been a versatile running back like since he's been there. Uh, he gives you a little bit in the passing game as well with you know over three hundred over three hundred yards uh, each of the last three seasons. Um, yeah, he's a valuable commodity, and I, I think if you have a guy who's already established, you know you're going to get on him, especially in pass blocking situations. Like you should keep that guy. Like I, I would be careful not to overpay for him, but. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. I get but with saying. that being with that being said, what do you think about the hire of Kevin Warner? Well, uh, he's, he's, he's the he was the Big Ten commissioner. Uh, he caught a lot of flack for how he handled the COVID season. Uh, after uh, caught a lot of flack for how he handled that situation with uh, one of those with the Ohio State game. Um, mm-hmm. But he's well, he's guided the Big Ten through. Um, but what do you think about him being the president of football operations for the Chicago Bears? He's innovative. Uh, it's not like he has. It's not like he has zero prior NFL experience. Um, he was, like he was criticized for handling the COVID situation. I don't understand why. Like that was new territory. For, I mean, that was new territory for everyone. Everyone. For kind everyone. Of, but yeah, he uh, so he had a stints. Uh, so he would play. He, he was a a lawyer, a former sports agent, worked in the NFL for more than two decades. Uh, he had in St. Louis when they were the Rams, uh, Detroit Lions, uh, Minnesota in two thousand five. Uh, he was the Vikings chief operating officer from twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen, uh, and so, then he got hired to be the Big Ten commissioner, uh, the first uh, commissioner, black commissioner of any of the Power Five conferences. So he played an integral part in getting the new stadium that the Vikings play in yep. now. Yep. But that's obviously not that's also that's obviously not the only reason why he won. Like every year from twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen, the Vikings were in the playoffs. They were they were um like he pretty much flipped the script on their revenue, right? Right. So before he comes, like they're like bottom half of the league in revenue. He gets there. Now they're like ever since then, like he's they've been like top five or top ten in the league in revenue. And he was able to take the Big Ten and put them on a coast to coast market um with right, all like of the T V deals that he signed while during the, a, he, he's a, a good dude, hire. Right, this is a dude who brought USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. Yeah. Like but like 2024, 2025, USC, West Coast teams, USC and UCLA, like not just any West Coast teams, like arguably two of the biggest West Coast teams in all of sports, not just college, like all of sports, USC and UCLA, all sports will be Big 10. That means you're going to see you like that means you're going to see USC, Michigan in football. USC, UC, uh, Ohio USC, State. Ohio State in football, right? Penn State, UCLA. Yeah, I mean, I, the, like, the Kevin, the Kevin, the Kevin Warner's hire is a slam dunk, in my opinion. He's he's a guy who's going to increase the brand for the Chicago Bears, and he should be super valuable wherever the Bears are planning on doing in Arlington to for that design of that stadium, like. You know what they did with that with that Minnesota stadium. How beautiful that stadium is! I expect right. to do a lot of similar stuff here in Chicago. So let's talk about how you think they should approach each of the aspects when we talk about free agency in the draft. And let's start with free agency since that starts first. I I think 
in my opinion, the way the Bears should approach free agency is smart spending. Like, I'm not going out and blowing the bank for I, – I just had the free agency pulled up. Like, the best uh, – the best – let me see if I can pull up wide receiver. Well, I think, like, the top – Free agent, where she was like, who, like Alan Lazard? Uh, so, t- so the wide receiver that made the most money last season, who's a free agent this upcoming season, is actually Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I'm not blowing the I'm bank. I'm not blowing the bank. I'm not. I'm not breaking the bank on Nelson Aguilar. I'm also not breaking the bank for Alan Lazard. Like he, I think he benefits by the fact that he played with an Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I wouldn't mind in signing Jacoby Myers to a decent deal. I like Jacoby Myers' game. Marvin Jones is a good locker room guy. DJ Chark, another guy who's a good locker room wide receiver who's talented. But I'm not blowing all my money on any of these wide receiver options just to do it uh, just so I can have, you know, wide receiver selection. And then on the offensive side of this, Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be afraid after he played on the franchise tag the last season, uh, Connor McGovern, uh, who plays for the San Francisco 49. No, that's not true. I don't remember who Dallas Cowboys. He's on the Dallas Cowboys right now. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kelsey is potentially afraid. I would be shocked if he went anywhere. If he played, right, I'd be shocked if he plays for yeah. anybody that's not. But, I mean, Orlando Brown Jr. is somebody that when you look at his resume, although he wasn't that, all that good this particular season, um, in seasons past he's been a very good left and right tackle. Um, I, I could see the Bears making a real hard push at him. Well, yeah. Like, like Mikunchi, the right tackle in San Francisco, is a good football player too. So like if you're if if you look at the Bears offensive line, you're really only solid at maybe two spots, right? Like I said, I, I gave Braxton Jones his flowers when we did the when we did the award show, like because you like you want to give offensive lineman rookie of the year, and I'm like that's so like I I gave Braxton Jones his flowers, but if I had to choose between Orlando Brown Jr. and Braxton Jones for to be my left tackle. I'm 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 taking Orlando Brown. Like that's that's a no-brainer. I mean, you could move Braxton Jones to right guard or left guard, and move Cody Whitehair to center. But I have Tevin Jenkins at right guard, who I think that's his home. Like because you brought yeah, him I in. Yeah, be- I, I agree with you. I don't think he's a good fit at left tackle or right tackle for that matter. Like you brought right because you brought him in to be a right tackle, and for whatever reason, like it has to work. But like you put him at right guard, and it's like, oh, okay, we have something. Um, yeah. Sam Mustafer has got to go. He's got to go. Well, I, I think in, in this ideal scenario, because they have Alex Leatherwood, I think he would play left guard. And then you'd have Cody Whitehair play center, who was a pretty good center at one, at one time. At one uh, point. Yeah, he was a pretty good player. Unless you want to just, like, you know, move off him, which is also entirely possible. Um you also brought in Lucas Patrick to be a center, but he never. Yeah, got he to ended up, ended the season on the IR, didn't play much. So and he and he never got a chance to be a center. So I don't know, like. And I think another another one of the Chicago Bears obviously priorities. I think this is something you probably address in the draft, not so much in free agency, is getting a consistent pressure off the edge or getting a yes. really good three technique tackle um, that could really well, take. I would I would go I I would like literally just. If I hope they don't tag him, I'm going to Washington. I'm getting Deron Payne. Like I, I, I got, I got to get him. I got to get him. He's a he's a restricted free agent. I think. I know that like, they can match the offer. Like so, I'm I'm trying to, like, 
I'm trying to put them in an awkward situation. Like, hey, I can give you, I can give you what you're looking for, right? Like, I, like I can give you what you're looking for. Washington, like, how bad do you want to keep this dude? <laughs> like, how, like, how, like, seriously? I'm serious. How, how bad do you want to keep him? Right. I'm, but I, I think that should be their priority in the draft, like maximizing. I mean, switching the gears to the NFL draft, like when. I, I, they every time the Bears should take a pick in this year's draft, it should be focusing on taking best player available. Um, a lot of times when teams are in this scenario, they try to build, put pieces in, puzzle pieces around, and try to fit what they quote unquote need. This is a Chicago Bears team that needs everything, they and so everything. If, if, when you're in the scenario, <laughs> you literally just take whoever is the best player available. Is every time you take a pick, and just figure out the rest later. <laughs> Like the, the and how about that? The Bears aren't the Bears aren't like one wide receiver signing away from being in the Super Bowl. They're not like in and like all the notion that like that we talk about with Jalen Hurts, where you gave him a superstar wide receiver and you all of a sudden he was going to the Super Bowl. The Eagles were good or before, like they were in the playoffs. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. He was just the cherry on top of what was already going to be a good Eagles team. Yeah, like. Like, there's no scenario. Like, if we trade for DeAndre Hopkins, we don't automatically go to the Super Bowl. No, Will we don't. be better if we had DeAndre Hopkins? Of course we would be. Yeah, like, so, I and I think I think that's what people, and by people, I mean, like, Bears fans need to realize, like, we're not, like, we're not just a Pete one piece away or two pieces away. And the, the thing that irks me is, well, I've been patient for 30 years. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you're going to keep being patient. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, if, like, if it's that unbearable, you know what you can do? You can find another team to root for. Like, you can literally go some – like, you can literally say, I'm no longer a fan of the Chicago Bears. I'm going to cheer for so-and-so. And more power to you. Be great. Live long and prosper, as they say in Star Trek. Um <laughs> It's 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 uh, I I don't think I can't remember the time the Bears had this much money to play around with. Yeah, they're yeah they're 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 at the top of I, I think they have the top four um, this offseason of cap space. Like yeah, they're gonna have a lot of cap space. Like they're gonna have the ability to. But it's all about it's all about spending your money smart. Like smart. we all we all we all we all clowned the Jacksonville Jaguars for the way they spent their money this past offseason which ended up being you know actually pretty well spent money but like we did well because like we did it because like the guys they gave the money to didn't like their their work on the field didn't translate to the money that they got right like you paid a guy like zay jones who only had basically one good season with the raiders you you gave him that kind of money you gave dj chart money like that who had up and down years with the lions we're like we like we were basically saying like what are you seeing because we don't see it but once again that's why that person that's why their gm is their gm and we're over here now don't get me wrong doug peterson does help yeah having a sure like you have a, a hall of fame coach uh, not a hall of fame but a super bowl winning coach uh, it certainly helps when you're able to have that at your disposal. Um, and we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but on the draft, yeah, my my, my opinion, the Bears' approach to the draft, take the best player or player available every time you're on the clock. 
you will have a good roster that way. If you try to if you try to get cute and draft on needs, you're going to be in trouble. So how do so you think me, the Bears should approach? Let me let me let me hit you with this, right? I right. say we get it's draft time, right? And we get no, we don't get it. Like we we stay we stay in pat. We don't trade that number one pick. That means we didn't get any kind of deal that was that we liked that was satisfactory enough. Who do you go after with that first overall pick if you don't trade it? All right, so you got you got Jalen Carter uh, and Will Anderson Jr., uh, the edge rusher. So you basically have a choice between a defensive tackle, uh, three technique really, um, and an edge rusher. And which do you which of those two guys? Because those are the two guys. There's nobody else. Um, right. Like there's not an offensive <laughs> tackle in this draft. It's a pretty pretty weak offensive tackle draft, at least in the, in the first round. I think um, the best one is um, it's the kid from Ohio State. I think um, Paris Johnson Jr. Yeah. And you got the and you got the kid from Northwestern, uh, Peter Skronsky. Yeah. There's another one too. His name is totally escaping me. Right there's now, a, but, there's a, yeah. yeah, but uh, like the offensive lineman isn't there to take in this year's draft. Like the the the, the strength relies on defense. There are a couple corners. There's the, the Ringo kid from just Georgia. Yeah. Um, Keely yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, but I think I would take Will Anderson Jr. Uh, I think edge rushers have more of an impact um, than a yeah, dominant defensive tackle, at least in today's NFL. Okay, so I'm the opposite. I think I would go Jalen Carter and crash the middle. That like, because like, I don't know. Like, I I think back to like most of those dominant Bears defenses that we had. Like some of them literally started up front with the middle, right? Like, so go back to 2018, Akeem Hicks was crucial because yeah. he, would collapse, he, he would collapse the middle and then and then him collapsing the middle, like, all right, so now I got to worry about Khalil. And, and even in, uh, the team that hoisted the Vince Lombardi trophy the last time had Aaron Donald, who was a dominant defensive tackle. Yes, like, you, and, and he he was the one that made the, 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 the game ceiling play. And I'm not, and I, I think you're in a scenario where I don't think you can go wrong. That's why I think trading back to four makes so much sense makes because so you much have sense. the Houston, the Houston Texans are going to take a quarterback. I don't remember who drafting three, um, but you just basically take whoever that team at three doesn't take. Let me take a look at the draft order real quick, actually. Um, who is that three? Is it the Lions? No. Arizona. 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 Arizona picks three. So yeah, they're gonna be looking for, you know, to replace Chandler Jones. And so like so yeah, I think you take whoever is at four if you get that opportunity to draft, like or if you're Houston, if they, they trade up, you take excuse me. Well, if you're Arizona, you, you gotta replace Chandler Jones and now TJ TJ Watt. JJ Watt. Watt. Well, yeah, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, and then, so finally top three priorities, I'm going to go real quick on this. Uh, yeah, it's going to be trading that first overall pick. Uh, it's going to be fixing up this offensive line and then getting some weapons for Justin Fields in that order, in my opinion for you. So I, like I, I think our one and twos are, are flipped. So my one is weapons I, and I'm going to just combine. I actually had weapons. weapons at three. I often no. line I have it too. I'm just combine the I'm just combine those two because they're basically the same thing. Uh, just improve the offense for Justin Fields, right? That that includes the line and the guys he's throwing to. And number two is find a suitor for the number one overall pick if you don't trade it. And number three is what you said about the money spend wisely. 
Because I, I also think that fixing the edge rushing situation, getting a consistent pass rush, 20 sacks for the Chicago Bears this season, lowest in the National Football League. Okay, I actually kind of so, like, like the Bears secondary, actually, low-key. Yeah. So, like, just to reference, we had 20 sacks. Um, didn't Nick Bosa have, like, 15? Yeah, no, he had 18. He had 18. <laughs> 18 and a half. <laughs> 18 and a half, by the way. Yeah. One dude almost had the amount, the same amount of sacks as we had as a team, bro. Like that's that's sad. That's sad. And I'm which like the secondary is actually pretty solid. So I like you on that. Like they're all young. Like the veteran on the secondary is Eddie Jackson, (laughs) Jalen Johnson. I think. But well, yeah, those guys are all like within their fourth four years in this league. So, but yeah, Joey Bosa. Let me take a look at. Hold on. Uh, Yeah, Nick Bosa. Sorry, Nick Nick Bosa, not Joey. Uh, yeah, 18 and a half sacks. So, yeah, he had a, a sack and a half by himself, uh, then the entire team. Uh, but yeah, that's been our Chicago Bears offseason preview, uh, episode season one, episode one uh, of our offseason preview. We're going to be doing the Houston Texans next. Uh, so keep an eye out for that content. We're going to do one for every single team. Uh, we'll probably double up uh, scenarios so we can get in all 32 teams before the before the uh, before the at least free agency gets started. Um, so you guys have a, some idea of what teams are doing uh, as we things go on. Um, but yeah, that's been our NFL offseason previews. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe. And if you did happen to miss us live, I have shared the link uh, to all of the streaming locations. So please check that out. Uh, I've been David Huffman. Right there is my co-host, uh, my fellow Chicago Bear fan, Mr. T.J. Hopkins. And uh, what we do here at the Prime, my friend. We bring the heat. Yes, sir. And I wore shorts today at work. That's how nice it was in Fort Wayne. Gee. <laughs> it's uh over 40 degrees short time i was gonna say something but i'm gonna keep that to myself <laughs> you do <laughs> we'll see you guys later you have a good night man peace out brother see ya